Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Greg Police, VP of Marketing at Klein Tools. Greg, it's great to see you. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, great to be here. Looking forward to talking today. So tell us about Klein Tools. So Klein Tools is a um, family-run, our family-owned, family-run, 164-year-old manufacturer of uh, premium hand tools. You hear all the stories about most companies going out of business after the third generation. Here we are on our sixth generation. Klein family members still run the company today. And it's a great story. We have a great brand and a great product. We found our tribe of people and they, they've been buying us for a good long time and trust us to provide them all their hand tool needs. Wow, that's so cool. Where is the company based? So the company, we're based in Chicago, Illinois, but we have our manufacturing in Mansfield, Texas. Okay. So still, you know, still manufacture the majority of our hand tools here in the United States. So we've been manufacturing, you know, here for 164 years. And obviously it's a, it's a great boon for our, our audience and our, our customers. And, um, you know, the family is committed to still staying a U.S. manufacturer. Yeah, that's, that's quite a, that's quite a legacy. That's really cool. That is re- really a great story. So, so you mentioned before your tribe. So who is your tribe? So mainly it's professional tradesmen. So it's guys who make their living every day using hand tools. You know, we don't really sell to the do-it-yourself customer. People are just sort of monkeying around on weekends. It's guys who are making their living using hand tools. And then really when you hone in on it even further, it's electricians, HVAC guys, utility workers, iron workers people that are really our core customer. For electricians, we're sort of the de facto standard. And if you ask any electrician, they'll point to their bag and they'll point to a pair of side cutting pliers. And every plier, no matter what it is, uh, is a pair of Kleins. So it's like, hey, hand me the Kleins or hey, give me my Kleins or I'll just use my Kleins. And it's sort of the, for lack of a description, it's the Kleenex of, of pliers for electricians and HVAC guys who are doing all their jobs. So really, these guys are, are so great. They've been so great in the last year on the front lines or in the pandemic and essential workers and all the work that these electricians and HVAC guys were doing. So we've got a great tribe and we love making tools for them. Gotcha. You're VP of marketing. So you're in charge of telling the client's story, connecting with with your core audience. What would you say day-to-day are some of your biggest challenges in doing just that and connecting and engaging with the HVAC people and, and the folks who buy your tools? You know, when you look at sort of the, the demo of our of our customers, all the trades, there's a big gap in sort of new people going into the trades, right? You've heard, I don't know if you've heard the term skills gap. There's just not enough people, sort of younger people mm. entering the trade. So one of the biggest challenges we have is our demo is a much older demo, right? The average age of electricians and line workers are 45, 50. I mean, just generally sort of older people who are working the trades. So those people, they're not really media intensive. They, they're they on Facebook. So we've got, you know, almost about a million people who follow us on Facebook. That's a great medium for us to use. But other things, you think about people who are cutting the cord or all these great software programs to reach people and apps and all this other stuff. Our customers are a little older. They watch TV. They listen to the radio. They do sort of more traditional uh, media in terms of let them you know, know what the story is. So they're not really new media intensive. So you know, a lot of the newer things that are available to marketers today, we just really can't use because our customers are just harder to reach and a little harder to 
to get to. I mentioned these guys are professional tradesmen. They've been doing this job for 30 or 40 years. So you start to talk about like people online about like influencers and talking to, you know, oh, we use this guy or we use that guy. Um, these guys, they have very, <laughs> maybe they have some trust issues. They're a little more cynical. They've been working in the trade for a long time. Some guy on YouTube saying, hey, I bought this plier. Hey, use this thing. This thing's great. Most of the time they're like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to that guy. I know what I'm talking about. My buddy on the job site, he knows what he's talking about. My buddy over here, my foreman, my whatever. So they're a little bit more cynical yeah. and a little bit more. Um, so when you push these messages out there, sometimes they, they approach everything with sort of a cynic and a skeptical on, on your claims. And you just really need somebody like Klein. Again, been around 164 years. They trust us that we're, we know what we're talking about. So, Do you, and if so, how, how do you leverage the client's story in your marketing? Because it sounds like that's a real advantage. People who respect tradition, they've been doing this a long time. You guys have been doing this a long time. How do you build that story into your marketing? Yeah, so it's really about just sort of being like these authentic stories, right? It's really about being authentic, being real. When we show products, we understand what these guys are going through. We've been doing it for a while. So when we show a product in use or how it can benefit these guys, it's about making sure that it's the right situation, it's the right application. There's so many companies online, they'll pick up stock images or stock video and they'll just show a guy monkeying around with something. And that gets called out really quickly by these tradesmen. So being authentic, showing these things in actual real life situations, showing real people using it. So when we do photos or we do videos or we do anything along those lines, we bring guys in who are 20, 30 year electricians and we put them to use. We say, hey, how would you use this thing? How would you show us what you do? Show us how you'd use it. So when you look at a guy and you see somebody using it, they know how they hold the tool. They know how they put the tool through its paces. That kind of stuff really matters to them in that, hey, Klein understands me. There's a guy that I respect. There's a guy using this thing. I can tell that guy he's got dirt under his fingernails. He's got calluses, whatever it is. I trust that guy. What he's telling me is probably the truth. Okay. So it sounds like authenticity is, is central to how you tell that story, how you communicate. 100%. It's really being authentic in all of our messaging is so key. And so how we present things just has to be real, right? So we're always out talking to real people. We're always out talking to guys on the front lines, these essential people. And again, we don't spend a lot of money on just sort of YouTube influencers or people of that nature because they're just, they come across wrong and people can see through that bullshit really quickly. And they mm -hmm. really just like the, the guy that they, they can put themselves in that shoes. Yeah. I trust that guy. That guy looks like me. That guy sounds like me. That guy acts like me. I trust that guy. So it's really about just getting this core authentic audience to really help, help carry our message forward. So now you, you have a lot of content on the website. You have videos, you have a blog, a lot of other stuff. What's an example of, uh, of a, a marketing channel or maybe a marketing campaign that's worked really well, say, over the last year or so? Yeah. I mean, so obviously I mentioned product demonstrations always work really well. Product is king for us. What we make, that's what these guys really want to see. They want to see these new products. They want to see them in action. They want to see them. So anytime, any campaign where we, we show people using the product or we show real live people on a job site working with the product, those things really perform really well for us overall. Other things that have worked really well for us in sort of campaigns or things of that nature, I mentioned a minute ago about the skills gap. It's a big 
big concern amongst our core audience, right? There's not enough people coming into the trades. You hear a lot of stories about, oh, when I was a guy growing up, we had shop class and I got to use tools. Those have all been eliminated. And you hear all these other horror stories about people going to school and getting hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and not being able to get mm-hmm. a job. And they're, they're, they're working at a coffee shop or as a waiter or waitress. So the, the skills gap is a big is a big issue for our guys. And every survey we do and every time we talk to people, and that's one of the huge things that comes out. So we've done a lot of work over the last couple of years, just really sort of highlighting the skills gap and what Klein is doing to help sort of bridge the skills gap. So we've worked on things like National Signing Day, where we held a signing day, like a high school quarterback gets his signing day uh, in right. the high school gym. He puts his hat on and says, I'm going to this university to go play football. The kids who go to four-year colleges, they have May 1st is commitment day. They all wear their college sweatshirt and walk around and say, I'm going to this university or I'm going to this college. Kids who were decided to go pursue a skilled trade sort of forgotten, right? They're not there. Mm-hmm. They just sort of said, I'm going to go be a electrician or a plumber or whatever. So we decided to hold a national sign day to help reward, honor, recognize those kids where those kids can put a hat on and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go be an electrician. I'm going to go be a plumber. I'm going to go be a HVAC, a welder, whatever it might be. So we did, we've done a lot of these signing days across the country. The first one we did in 2019, we did it in 300 schools across the country. 3,000 students signed a letter of intent on that day to go out and, and talk about their commitment to help bridging the skills gap. I was just at another event in Iowa last week where we held a signing day and the governor of Iowa came down and uh, countersigned mm. the signing agreement for these kids. And then we have another one coming up in two weeks, May 4th, a signing day. And events like that and things like that where we're talking about this issue and talking about how Klein is promoting going into the skilled trades, those do really well amongst our core audience because they recognize that we're sort of giving back to the trade. That's our cause. We're not just out here. Obviously, we're trying to sell tools. That's our main business. But these guys recognize that we understand some of the challenges they're going through, and they recognize and understand some of the things that we're doing to help sort of bridge the skills gap. And things like that have worked really well for us over the last couple of years. Mm, wow, that's that sounds really cool. And it sounds to me like you got that, that you've done really well in a crucial part of marketing, which is namely knowing your audience knowing who they are, and knowing what's important to them. We spend a lot of time on job sites. Everybody on my team has uh, steel-toed boots. Everyone's got a hard hat. Everyone's got a safety vest. And we're out there. We're on job sites. Well, I guess within the last year, we've had a lot more challenges with uh, the COVID. But prior to COVID, we spent a lot of time on job sites. Um, We're out there all the time. We travel around. We travel across the country. And having offices here in uh, Chicago. Um, also in Texas, we can go down there. We can spend time down there. It's so yeah, understanding our customers, understanding what's about is really about spending time with them, right? It's really about sitting out with them during their break on a lunchbox, asking them questions, ask, talking to them. And again, showing up in your work boots and your hard hat and, and just spend a little time with them and watching what they're doing it makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. So what's a marketing trend that you think is overrated? Well, you've You probably guessed it from my earlier stuff. Influencers, right? I am over this whole thing of influencers. Everybody isn't when my saying is what I tell everybody in my office is when everybody's an influencer, nobody's an influencer. There used to be a certain amount of people or a couple people, whether it was celebrities. And I've worked with 
celebrities and I worked with race car drivers and all kinds of other people over the time. And there were certain people who brought credibility to a, a thing. We've gotten into this whole thing now where everybody, every day I get emails from people. Hey, I'm an influencer on Instagram. Hey, I'm an influencer on this. Hey, I've got X number of people following me. Hey, I've got X number of people following me. Send me free tools. Send me free stuff. Mm. Per- sign me to a contract. Sign me this. And there's so many of them out there that and everybody, because you're paying them, you're giving them free tool, you're giving them this. Everybody says great things about your product, right? Nobody. I'd love to say that all the products client releases are awesome products and they are the best things in the world. Truth is, maybe every now and then one is needs a little rework. Maybe it's, maybe we missed the mark or something. We're not perfect. We don't release 100% uh, great product all the time. There's none of that sort of feedback loop where somebody says, hey, I got this product from Klein. It's not as good as it can be. I wish Klein did this, mm. or I wish Klein did that, or I wish they had included one of these. Everybody's just, everybody's just spewing PR. And you mm. send them your copy point. You send them your stuff. Oh, Klein made this. Klein did this. Klein did that. Everybody's an influencer. Everybody's saying great things. And to me, it's all noise. It's hard mm. to find those authentic, real guys. We use guys who maybe have 100 followers as an influencer, right? guy's got 100 followers but he's king of the job site we know that this guy's a real guy we know that his buddies follow him we know that his buddies so when we look at influencers you can tell me you've got a hundred thousand people or two hundred thousand people it's hard for it's hard for me to sort of commit to those guys but again guys who are maybe have a hundred or two hundred people following them i'm probably more likely to go after that guy and say hey here's some free tools tell me what you think because i feel like that guy is real and again going back to the same word we used before right. that guy is authentic so what's uh, mm-hmm. What am I over? I am over overrated for me as uh, influencers. Got it. Influencers overrated. You heard it here first. I'm waiting for my peers to 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 come at me and uh, tell me uh, tell me what a crack shit that is. So <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you have just as many who say, you know what? I think you're right. All right. That's my guess. Fingers crossed. So, so Greg, final thoughts. What's something that your colleagues in marketing, whatever industry they're in, could start doing right away to improve getting to know their own audience and engaging with them? Yeah, I mean, just sort of do spend time with them. Go out where they are. Spend time. So, if you're on a, if you're managing a healthcare brand, spend some. Go to a doctor's office or something, or spend some time at your local Walgreens and just sort of see how people interact with these things. If you're in banking, if they still have banks or tellers, figure out how people do that. Spend time with your customers. Spend time where they are. Watch people do these things. You can do all the quantitative surveys, and you can look for net promoter scores and ask five point scales and seven point scales and all the other stuff. But for me, I have found being with my customers, spending time with them, seeing how they go about their daily lives, seeing what they do and and how they do it has proven immensely valuable for me and has completely blown apart any preconceived notions or biases I might have had. And when I see people and I go, oh man, I was completely wrong. I thought guys did it this way. Guys are doing it this way. And when you're out there and you're spending time with people and you're putting yourself in their in their shoes and watching how they go about their day, you'll learn so much. So don't just rely on all the quantitative research uh, that you do or looking at your KPIs for Facebook for likes and, and uh, shares and all that stuff. Get out, spend some time, get your shoes dirty, meet your customers where they are, and you'll you'll go far. Awesome advice. Well, Greg, thank you so much for your time and for a great conversation. Thank you. I really appreciate it. 
that's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.